There's a wonderful amen corner all over the room today. I promise I'll keep this short. Of all the Gospels to be uh, appointed for the day that we celebrate St. Francis Day, this is not one I would choose. It's a little coarse. This Gospel seems like it needs words before it and after it, maybe even some different words in the midst of it. I don't know about you, but it's disconcerting for Jesus to be casually talking about slaves. Did you catch that when I was reading it? Um, Slaves being a given segment of his culture. It's disturbing to hear Jesus talking in this way. I I would want Jesus to be railing against it. It's a reminder of the humanity of Jesus. Along with his divinity, he lived in a human body in times that existed. He lived in a place that had its own mores, its own rules, its own traditions. And so Jesus, to a human extent, took on the mindset and even some of the unexamined assumptions of his culture, such as slavery. Well, the point to today's gospel is not, of course, about slavery. It's about something else entirely. I think it's about humility. It begins with the disciples asking Jesus, Lord, increase our faith. And Jesus then seems to suggest that their faith will be increased if they learn to decrease. It's a very odd concept that that somehow faith will grow to the extent that the disciples can learn humility. Jesus says, don't go into something looking for an engraved thank you note. (laughs) Don't look for special notice for doing something that's simply expected of you. Jesus says, try to be right-sized. Remember your place in creation. That's what humility is, after all. That word humility comes from hummus, like the dirt of the earth. And so when we're humble, we're, we're planted in the earth. We're not less than we should be, but we're also not more than we were intended to be. Today, creation and our place within it runs throughout our worship, especially in the music, but also in the readings and in the prayers, and especially as we offer God's blessing to all God's living creatures. We celebrate St. Francis of Assisi today because it's the closest Sunday to his feast day, October 4th. And there are those of us who love Francis, and we do everything possible to say and remind that Francis is more than patron saint of the (laughs) birdbath. But I also know that people like a good animal story, and so I'm here to deliver. Some of you may know the story of St. Francis and the wolf at at Gubia. As St. Francis and his brothers were preaching through the Umbrian countryside of what would become Italy, there was a a report that there was this evil wolf in Gubbio. The wolf was eating everything in sight. It was so fierce, no one knew what to do. The mayor sent out three of his biggest and best men to go after this wolf, and only one came back. They didn't know what to do, and so they called for Francis, the the Caesar Milan of the 13th century. um, Francis was the animal whisperer extraordinaire. 
He had a way with animals, it was said, and so maybe he could do something, anything. And so Francis said, pray for me. Pray for me, pray for the wolf, pray for the town of Gubbio. And so everybody prayed, and Francis went to the town, and then he began to leave the town and walk into the forest looking for the wolf. Franciscan Murray Bodo tells the rest of the story really beautifully, and so I'll share it with you. He writes that Francis saw the wolf who was frothing at the mouth and growling. The crowd stood motionless and silent. Francis stared at the wolf. Anger flashed in the wolf's eyes, and he was working his jaws, slobbering onto the ground. Francis dared not move, but he said in a simple, low, quiet voice, Brother Wolf, Brother Wolf, he said, and the wolf quietened down. Brother Wolf, Francis continued, in the name of Jesus, our brother, I've come for you. We need you in the city. These people here have come with me to ask you, great ferocious one, to be the guardian and protector of Gubbio. In return, we offer you respect and shelter for as long as you live. In pledge of this, I offer you my hand. And so Francis stretched out his hand to the wolf. And the wolf seemed calm, everyone said, but remained immobile, looking at the crowd. Could the wolf trust the crowd? And then slowly the wolf walked to Francis and lifted his paw into the hand of Francis. And the two are said to have remained in that position for a long time. And what they said to one another, no one told a living soul. The end of a lovely animal tale, right? Perhaps. But some say that that is a retelling of something else that happened in very real terms. You see, in 1219... In the middle of the Fifth Crusade, Francis wanted to go and meet the Sultan of Egypt, a Muslim. And at first, Francis' idea was to go and convert the man to the peaceful ways of Jesus Christ. And so to do so, Francis walked right through the battleground of the Crusade. Francis went and was received by Malik al-Kamil, The sultan was far more sophisticated than Francis, actually, and and probably regarded Francis as a kind of Christian Sufi, and so entertained him and talked with him, and they seemed to have enjoyed each other. And so after sharing conversation and perhaps a meal, Francis left. Francis walked straight to Cardinal Pelagius, the Christian commander in that area of the Crusades, and pleaded with him for peace, to remember Jesus Christ, to to lay down arms, to stop fighting. Well, he was ignored. Francis then went to his own brothers, who were beginning to grow and increase and were going out everywhere and preaching the gospel life. And Francis told them, when you go to a place where there are Muslims, tell them about Jesus. But if they're not interested, live among them peaceably. This is the 13th century, I remind you. So that was not a popular message for the Roman church to hear. After all, they were in the business of of fostering the crusade. There was money, then as now, made in war. And here Francis was a voice for peace, for laying down arms, for getting along with those who are different 
And so some have suggested that while the official narrative of Francis's visit to the Sultan of Egypt became all about conversion, the real story was Francis a little like befriending a wolf, going into what was perceived as enemy territory, meeting the person or the thing perceived as the enemy, and befriending him with a treaty of peace that helps everyone. It's interesting to think about, isn't it? In today's gospel, Jesus encourages us to remember our place in creation, to be right-sized and to follow the way of humility into greater faith. St. Francis shows us one way of following Christ in the midst of all kinds of things, to follow Christ with humility, not taking others' word for who is the bad guy or who is the enemy, befriending all of creation, whether it's a reportedly deadly wolf or a rumored murderous Muslim. And Francis shows us how to be humble and follow Christ by doing what he can, not only to work for peace, but to embody peace, to be peace wherever he is, in a conversation, in a workplace, in the family, in the world, to look for God's blessing in every living creature. So the questions come to us. Who in our world are we led to believe is the big bad wolf? Do we believe it? Are there ways that we can move toward a perceived enemy in the spirit of peace? Are there modern crusades that try to get us all worked up and swept up in their fury and are quick to label the stranger or the foreigner as the enemy when sometimes the real enemy is much closer at home? What brings you deep, deep peace? so that you can begin to be a person of peace for others. Especially in these early October days when the church honors and remembers St. Francis, may we notice the animals around us and give deep thanks. May we befriend them and share peace with all of them. And may we also work harder to notice the people around us, giving thanks doing our part to be people of peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.